Welcome to Musings Under the Sun, a sporadic and informal podcast discussing the Bible, theology, culture, and other topics of interest. My name is Joel Griffiths, and today what I want to do is just give a little bit of an introductory explanation for what this podcast is, and at least what my plans are for it. And as I say that, I'm reminded of the fact that Proverbs 19 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So who knows what the future actually holds for this podcast, except the Lord. But I'll explain today at least what I intend for the podcast to be. And first off, just to kind of introduce myself again, I'm Joel Griffiths. I'm an associate pastor from McClenney, Florida. And this podcast is really just going to be kind of a personal outlet for me to talk about some things that are interesting to me. And usually that's going to be biblical topics or theological topics, but it's possible I'll also talk about books or music or movies, maybe even video games sometimes. Who knows? And uh, this is why I decided on a very uh, kind of general title for the podcast, Musings Under the Sun. And I'll just talk a little bit about what that title means to me. Um, First, let me say I'm aware that this means the acronym for the show title is M-U-T-S or MUTS which is not very cool sounding, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. And um, amusing is defined as a period of reflection or thought. A period of reflection or thought. And that's essentially what each episode of this podcast is going to be. I just want to kind of think through some things for a little while. And some episodes might be 10 minutes Other episodes might be 30 minutes or longer. Uh, I don't really know. I don't have a definite rule for for how long these will be. I'm just going to talk until I'm done saying what I want to say. And another thing along those lines is that I will pretty much never intend for these podcast episodes to be an exhaustive treatment of whatever the topic is that I'm talking about. So, for example, if I'm talking about eschatology one day, or in other words, the end times. Uh, I may only be interested in, t- in talking about one particular view of the end times, or I might only be interested in talking about one particular passage that relates to the end times and different views of that passage or something like that. Uh, it would be obviously crazy to try and give an exhaustive treatment of a topic like the end times in just one podcast episode. And I think that's typically the case with with most topics. Uh, So all of that to say, these are just musings. These are periods of reflection or thought. And uh, my main hope for these musings is that they would just kind of help listeners uh, to think through things and inspire listeners to think even further about these things. And just speaking for myself, whenever I hear somebody else sharing their thoughts about a topic, whatever it might be, and I hear them attempting to to think carefully through something, uh, that usually inspires me to start thinking also. It kind of makes the gears start turning in my own mind. It's like It's like a torch lighting another torch. I'm inspired to think by listening to somebody else thinking. And that's 
basically what I hope for this podcast uh, to be for for whoever listens to it. So these are musings, and if you're a Bible reader, then you might recognize the phrase, under the sun. It's a phrase that uh, you see quite a bit in the book of Ecclesiastes, and let me read uh, kind of a well-known verse from Ecclesiastes. This is Ecclesiastes 1.9. It says, What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. So that's a pretty well-known saying right there. There is nothing new under the sun, and it comes from the book of Ecclesiastes. But the, the writer uses that same phrase, under the sun, uh, several times throughout the book, and it's really just his way of describing life on this earth. So here we are as human beings on this planet called earth, and there's a sun above us. Now, as just kind of a side note, uh, I'll say that I think the Bible oftentimes speaks in what's called phenomenology, which just means describing things in the world as they appear to the natural eye. So, for example, we don't naturally perceive the earth as moving. So the, the earth doesn't seem to be moving to us, even if we know scientifically that it is moving. But on the other hand, we do perceive the sun as moving. We can kind of see it from our perspective moving across the sky throughout the day. And so we describe it that way by saying that the sun sets and the sun rises. Even though scientifically we we understand that the earth is what moves and it just makes it appear like the sun moves. That's basically what phenomenology means, describing things as they appear Um, And I I think that when the writer of Ecclesiastes says that we are under the sun, he uses that language to describe life on this earth. Here we are under the sun. I think that's also phenomenology. If, If somebody wanted to be difficult, then sure, they could say, well, technically we're not really under the sun. We're just orbiting around the sun, blah, blah, blah. Um, And we understand that, but the reality is we don't always have to use technical or scientific language in the ordinary course of our lives. It's, it's perfectly appropriate to speak according to what our eyes see, to what our eyes perceive. And that's what we're doing when we use this phrase, under the sun, to describe life on earth. According to what we perceive, at least during the daylight hours, the sun is above us and we are here under it. And so aside, though, from the phenomenology of that phrase, to me, there's just something pretty profound about that imagery under the sun. To me, that just kind of communicates and conveys that we are time bound creatures. So we're, we're all subject to the sands of time, as it were. We all live in 24 hour days. And we all have a limited number of days on this earth. And there's not really anything that any of us can do about any of this. These are just the brute facts of reality. This is life under the sun. Here we are. And that might seem like kind of a fatalistic way to look at life, but I I think it's really just a way to remind ourselves that we are creatures. We're creatures who are not all-powerful by any means, and we're here on this earth because our Creator 
has determined that. So here we are under the sun, and the, the question that kind of arises at that point is, how should we then live? How should we then live? And you might know that's actually the title of a famous book that was written by Francis Schaeffer. I remember actually reading that book as a course requirement in uh, a seminary class, but I think I had to actually just rush through it in order to finish it on time. And so I probably didn't benefit from it as much as I should have. But in any case, I do love the title of the book, How Should We Then Live? And kind of going back to the book of Ecclesiastes, I think that's a pretty good way to express the the overall question that the writer of Ecclesiastes is is trying to answer for his own life. And let me let me just say this because I, I probably will uh, reference the the book of Ecclesiastes regularly on this uh, podcast. And um, when it when it comes to who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, I usually call him the writer of Ecclesiastes, and that's because we're we're not a hundred percent sure who the writer was. He doesn't name himself anywhere in the book. But the most traditional view is that it was King Solomon. King Solomon uh, was famous in the Bible for his wisdom. And I think a lot of the details uh, about the writer in Ecclesiastes do point to Solomon. And personally, I haven't heard any compelling reasons to deny that it was Solomon. And so all of this taken together uh, means that I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable believing that Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon. And I may use Solomon's name sometimes, but most of the time I'll probably just call him the writer. Um, so, But listen to what the writer slash Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 1.3. He says, What does man gain by all of the toil at which he toils under the sun? And that's really the, the leading question of the whole book of Ecclesiastes. What does man gain ultimately? What does he profit? What does he benefit ultimately from all the work that he does here under the sun? There's kind of a circularity to all of life. The writer of Ecclesiastes brings this out a lot. You know, we work, we we gain, we spend. We work, we gain, we spend, and then we die. One generation comes and goes, another generation takes its place. We have kids, and then those kids have kids, and those kids have kids, etc. And Ecclesiastes is all about trying to discern an ultimate purpose in all of these things. What's the best way to live during this limited amount of time that we have here under the sun? Listen to what he says in Ecclesiastes 2. He says, I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. But behold, this also was vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad and of pleasure. What use is it? I searched with my heart how to cheer my body with wine. My heart still guiding me with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly till I might see. So listen to this. This is what the, the goal is, what his, what his ultimate uh, aim is till I might see what was good for the children of man to do under heaven during the few days of their life. In other words, how should we then live? Here we are on the earth. Here we are under the sun. We have a limited number of days. How should we then live? That's a very philosophically important question. And 
honestly, I cannot imagine trying to think through a, a massive question like that from a godless worldview from a perspective that does not start with the, the foundational truth that in the beginning God created. We've got to start there. We've been created with a purpose, and that, and that purpose cannot be understood without reference to the God who created us. And I think that's, that's eventually where the writer of Ecclesiastes is going to land in this search for the meaning of life in this this quest that he embarks on to find the the meaning of life. And if I had to just kind of briefly state what exactly the book of Ecclesiastes is, I would call it a philosophical and theological reflection on the meaning of life. And once he's done with all of his musings, if you will, once he's done with, with all of his reflections on life under the sun, this is what he says at the end of the book. This is in Ecclesiastes 12. He says, The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. And that's a pretty basic conclusion to come to about life. What is the whole duty of man? What is the whole purpose of man? What is it that, that mankind is supposed to be doing with these limited days that he has here under the sun? He's supposed to be fearing God and keeping his commandments. And when it comes to this podcast, that's actually the way that I plan to kind of sign off each episode. Until next time. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So let me just talk for a minute about what that means. Um, keeping God's commandments, that seems like a relatively easy thing to understand to me. It means doing what God says. But what about fearing God? Fear God and keep his commandments. That's some, that's some powerful language that the Bible actually uses fairly frequently, uh, we're often told to fear God. And that, that seems like a statement that requires a little bit more explanation, because in a way it almost seems wrong to us to say that we should fear God. We don't think of fear as a good and positive thing. For one thing, 1 John 4 says God is love, and it also says there is no, lo there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So why do we talk about fearing God as a good thing sometimes? Uh, and I think the first part of answering that is to realize that it's often the case in the Bible and really just in life in general, that whenever it comes to certain character traits or emotions, that oftentimes there's an unhealthy or sinful form of that emotion, but that there's also at the same time a healthy and non-sinful and good and righteous form of that emotion. For example, take something like anger. Clearly, anger is something that can be sinful, but there's also a righteous form of anger because we know that Jesus got angry sometimes, but we know that he never sinned in that. Um, pride is another example we could, we could mention. Pride can obviously be a sinful thing, but there's also a good and healthy form of pride. You think about a, a father who is proud of his son, 
for graduating college. That's a, that's a good pride. There's nothing sinful, there's nothing bad about that form of pride. So I say that because I think we can also put that word fear into the same category. There's a kind of fear that is not healthy when it comes to our relationship with God. We're not supposed to be scared of God in the sense that we're driven away from Him and we want to avoid Him because we're scared of what He might do to us. So that, that's not what the Bible means when it tells us to fear God. So what does it mean? I think we can, we can illustrate it pretty well by just talking about the uh, relationship between a boy and his father. So imagine there's a kid who's at school and some of his friends are trying to talk him into skipping class one day and sneaking off campus. You could imagine perhaps that kid saying something like, no, guys, I can't do that. My dad would kill me. Obviously, that's exaggerated language. I, the dad wouldn't literally kill the kid, I hope. But the, the kid does recognize that his dad has authority over him, and his dad has the right to discipline him if he acts in ways that are, that are contrary to what, his, uh, to what his dad has taught him. And even on a deeper level than that, though, the kid knows in his heart that his dad loves him, and he loves his dad, and he wants to stay in a positive relationship with his dad, and he doesn't want to feel the, the disappointment and the shame that will come from dishonoring his dad and being disciplined by his dad. And that is a kind of fear that a kid has for his father, and that's a good and healthy fear. I think that our society would be in a lot better place right now if kids grew up with that kind of fear of their fathers. And in many cases, unfortunately, dads just aren't around to begin with, but that's a topic for another day, perhaps. The point is, though, that this is the kind of fear that the Bible tells us to have for God. That it doesn't mean that you're scared of God in a way that drives you away from Him, in a way that drives you to want to avoid Him, but it's actually a fear that drives you to Him. What it means is the last thing you would want to do is something that displeases or dishonors Him. And, and yes, part of that is also recognizing that He has the authority and the right to discipline His children. Bible says God disciplines those he loves, that his discipline is actually an expression of his love. It's the same in, in parenting as well. Uh, but all this to say, this is what it means to, to fear God. And it's something that is essential to our lives in the here and now under the sun. Ecclesiastes says, fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. So that's the conclusion of the book of Ecclesiastes. And the reason I'm, I'm talking about Ecclesiastes quite a bit today is not just because the, the podcast gets its name from that book, but also because Ecclesiastes is kind of a model in some ways of uh, what this podcast will probably be like. So I encourage you to just sit down and read through Ecclesiastes sometime, and you'll find that it's a book that addresses a lot of different life issues and topics. 
Um, and it's a book that doesn't seem to have a very careful structure to it. Now, some people might disagree with me on that, and that's okay. But to be clear, I don't mean that as a disparaging comment about the book. To me, it's just a unique style of writing. It seems like the writer is letting his mind kind of drift from one thing to another, almost in a stream of consciousness kind of way. And that will probably be like what the episodes of this podcast sound like sometimes. And I hope that won't be off-putting, but that it'll just be kind of reminiscent of Ecclesiastes in a way. Um, Sometimes Ecclesiastes will raise questions without giving any ultimate answers to those questions. And that'll probably be something that I do fairly often because I certainly don't claim to know everything. Uh, but but thinking well about something uh, starts with asking good questions. Even if I may not arrive at a definite answer immediately, or even if I don't arrive at a definite answer ever on this side of eternity. Uh, and I, I'm not discouraged by that because I always fall back on Colossians 2, which says, All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. They're found in Christ. So it's kind of an old cliche to say, I don't have all the answers. I just know the one who does. But just because that's a cliche doesn't mean it's not true. And there's a huge amount of encouragement in that for me. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. And one last thing I'll say about the the podcast is that uh, for now, I'm not going to be committing myself to any kind of definite schedule. So episodes, they might come out once a month or maybe every couple weeks. It'll just be something that I kind of do uh, sporadically for the time being, whenever I whenever I get the time to sit down and do it. Um, but it's, it's possible that it could become something that I make more of a commitment to later. And that will probably depend on how many people end up listening to it and enjoying the content. So... Uh, We'll see about that. And I think that's everything I want to say just in the way of introductions. So thank you for listening. And until next time, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Mm